I'm Heather Roberts here in studio with Judy Stigler, the OSU Cascades poli-sci professor. And welcome. Thank you. And glad to be here. First of all, I just am so glad you're here because you and I have done this kind of post-election analysis for years. We have quite the history. And uh, (laughs) I'm just very excited to do it this year because I really feel like the results, first of all, the results aren't even known in a lot of races. That's true. And let's start right in with the governor's race. You've got... A, a very split electorate at this point. Twenty yes. or uh, twenty-nine counties that have gone for Christine Drazen. Yes, seven counties of Oregon that went for Tina Kotek. But at this point, it does appear she's she's winning. What does that mean for the future of Oregon when you've got somebody who presumptively is winning the the governorship with less than fifty percent of the vote? Well, I I think what it what it what it points to is the fact that. Uh, division in politics has become um, much more stringent and much more robust in the last decade, quite frankly. We've been moving that direction. And what I'm hoping, what I'm hoping this says, though, is that everybody sort of wakes up and realizes we have to communicate, we have to talk, we have to talk across the aisle, we have to, um, we have to dig in and say, okay, what can we do that's best for all of Oregon? Um, You know, I mean, we Oregon is like not unlike a lot of states where you have the more urban and suburban areas and then you have a lot of rural areas and and Oregon is even more that way Um, and I think you know we've been creating some more uh, suburban urban areas like Deschutes County, Bend, Redmond, that kind of thing so you're seeing the politics here change a bit but what you're also seeing is a much more stringent voice coming up from a lot of the rural areas saying, pay attention to me. It, talking about that kind of that, that partisan nature of that urban rural divide and specifically here in Deschutes County, one of the things I thought was really interesting looking at the results, you've got Deschutes County going for Drazen pretty, pretty substantially at this point. Yeah. The, but the, then you, right. and that's explained by the fact that Bend tends to be more blue and outside Bend tends to be more red. Red, yes, yes. But then looking at House District 53, Right. Which is the House District all around Bend. Well, actually, not anymore. 53 in the redistricting got changed significantly, 53 and 54. 54 is still primarily... 54 is is still Bend. It's still pretty much, yeah, Bend. Right. It's it's shrunk in because of the population growth. But 53 now, it takes in northwest part of Bend and Redmond, a good portion, most of Redmond, except for a small portion in, I think, the northeastern part of the city and, and out into Sisters. So 53... But 53 always had Redmond... Before Jack Zika represent, currently right, represents right. it. He's but from it Redmond. didn't have this, it this didn't have corner. this, it, it's not a small corner of the okay. city. It's a significant corner uh, and it actually swoops down. It takes in that whole Northwest section. So, so in it, looking at that particular- The dynamics have changed significantly. It has. And that's one of the races I really wanted to talk about because you've got Emerson Levy, who is the Democrat running in right. 53. Now this race has been too close to call. We, we are not- I think it's what, 270 some odd votes separated something yeah, like that it's crazy. and it's so looking at the numbers as of this morning which um the way that the Deschutes County clerk is sending out the numbers this is these numbers are actually a couple of days old yes we won't get a new update until next week but 50.33 percent so 50 and a third percent went for Emerson Levy versus essentially 49 and a half percent for her Republican opponent Michael Seip right and correct yeah. if that holds true she would be the first not only the first Democrat in District 53 
because that seed only was created in 2000 because of redistricting and changes. Um, but also the first woman to represent right. that particular right. seat. Yep. Quite a shift for that area. So do you attribute that completely to that that shift in redistricting? Or is the community as a whole changing? I, I think it's a combination of both. I think I think you have to look at, I mean, part of who who the district is now taking up. But but even if you look at Redmond and the numbers in Redmond, those numbers are changing. And and a lot of that, you know, has to do with uh, just the sort of the lay of the land of Central Oregon now or Bend in particular, Bend Redmond. And, um, you know, the dynamics are changing that who's here and who who is left and who is coming in and all of that. I mean, it's it's it, there's been a significant movement. And plus, you also have a growing um, non-affiliated uh group of voters in fact they now outnumber both d's and r's in the state which didn't do betsy johnson any favors no she thought it would i think significantly but also i think you have a growing number of younger people that are starting to become more involved in and say okay yeah we have to pay attention um you know and maybe that's just because i i talk to that group you, all you the time yeah i work with them yeah but i but i think i think that you know the population dynamics are changing and i think that's in in that case it's it's a combination of both let's talk about another really close race that impacts some of that same area we're talking about exactly is the fifth congressional district also a huge shift with redistricting it now stretches from a tiny corner of multnomah county right. and clackamas county all the way out to terrebonne and redmond that's a massive swath and a huge mix. I mean, talk about the urban-rural divide. And I think that the numbers really show that that divide right. is there. It's, 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 and that's, you know, a lot of people think rural areas are just over here east of the Cascades. No. I mean, you have a lot of places in all of those counties, you know, Marion, Lynn, um, Clackamas. And, for instance, Lynn and Marion, they tend to be just in total, they tend to be more conservative areas of the state. Um and so I think what you see, and what some people don't, you know, number one, we got a new seat. So obviously redistricting was, you know, it was it had inevitable. Right. Yes. Because you've got the, the right. sixth district is right. now the new, a exactly. new seat, which just for the interest of our, our listeners, the sixth district at this point, again, a, another very, very close race, but appears to be going to the Democrat Andrea Salinas with 49 yes. and two thirds percent of the vote to 47 almost 48 percent for her republican yeah, another very close race very close and then cd5 which is what we're talking about Lori chavez dreamer the republican right now she has 50.9 percent to democrat jamie mcleod skinner's 48.8 percent that yeah. is incredibly close yes it is for when you're talking about such a a, a big area and a, and you know the number of voters in that in that uh, district and the the thing the thing you've got there is a very diverse district. I mean, it really is. And, um, you know, once upon a time over here on Deschutes County and this, this, we were part of uh, CD2. We have been for a long time, but it stretched over the mountains. That's what a lot of people don't realize. Back in the 80s, the representative from, well, I think it was maybe in the late 80s, the representative from um, that district was from the Marion County area. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So, so it's slowly <laughs> been shrinking as our population has changed. Yes. Okay. And and what, but CD2 and part of, you know, we, it, it went over the mountains and down into the southern 
part of Oregon, that part has stayed in, but they knew that because as our population grew, we were, it was almost inevitable that we would end up in a different district. And that race also, I think, very interesting because the Republican uh, of Hispanic descent, yes, former mayor of Happy Valley, a very urban area, yes, Jamie McLeod Skinner, a Democrat, but from Terrebonne. Exactly. And so you've got this, what I thought was a, an interesting mix of a Republican from an urban area and a Democrat from a rural, rural area. area. And so you've got things that could have attracted each candidate to different, to, to somebody who might not normally vote for them. Exactly. Yes. And, you know, the thing, I, the thing about Lori Chavez de Reamer, she did not, she did not play to her Hispanic heritage at all. And, and I think that was purposeful to some degree. Um, and I think that, you know, they're, you know, the, the, the dynamics of that race got to be really down and dirty. I mean, you know, it was it, it was out there in the weeds, as so many races are anymore. We are almost but, out of time, but I really, really wanted to make sure that we talked very, very briefly about the statewide measures. Any big surprises with those four measures? Well, um, right now they're all passing, though two of them are passing very narrowly. Very slimly. Very slimly. Yeah, 111 and 114, mm -hmm. I believe it is. I think the biggest surprise in all of that was... Uh, is it, was it 112 that was the constitutional amendment with respect to slavery? Yes. That that is, I mean, that was on the ballot in several states. And the big surprise there is that that ended up being so close. It's passing, but by a very narrow margin. Mm, 50, 56 to 44%. Yeah, but a lot of people thought it would be really, mm, it would be okay. like up in the 60s. And I think a lot of people were like, but what happened there was a, a, a lot of law enforcement came out and said, Oh, no, wait a minute. This this screws with things that it shouldn't screw around with, i.e. like, uh, you know, prison workforces and that kind of thing. Um, so they, you know, that got tamped down a bit. Um, I think the the gun control one, 114, doesn't surprise me. I expected that that would be close. Um, and it's 51 to 49 percent. Yeah. Yeah. Passing. Again, still very, still very, very, very narrow. But um, and then um yeah, like I said, the 111, that, you know, I think that was, that was sort of. That's the healthcare measure. Healthcare measure. Sure yeah, about sorry that. about One, that. Okay. Yeah, 111 is the healthcare yeah. measure. And, and right now it's 50 and three quarters percent to 49 and a third percent. And I think so the biggest issue tight. there, what people saw was that, hey, wait a minute, how's, what are we, how's this all going to be paid? What do you mean? It, it, I don't think it was very clear. I think it was sort of a, a fuzzy kind of thing. And I think that's. But the other thing, too, that surprised, I think, a lot of people was the 10-day uh, one. The walkout one, measure. Yeah, the walkout measure. That is overwhelming. I was very surprised to yes. see that. So 68.3% yes to 31.7%. And the, no, thing that that, very big and the thing that people need to remember about that is that that was a citizen initiative, a citizen um, petition. Petition. Mm -hmm. It was not It was not referred by the legislature. So it started <laughs> out by yeah well probably way. not but no i mean i think that one overwhelming i mean that i expected it to be ahead but not necessarily by that much 68 percent is pretty darn good it's a pretty big lead yeah it well, is well judy stigler osu cascades uh poli sci professor we we still have several days before these numbers are really solid right we have a long way to go before well we and that's sure. a lot of that's because of the fact of the postmark you know postmark law changing changing yep. elections yep. now yep well we appreciate you taking the time thank you so much Always fun. You're listening to FM News 100.1 and 1110 KBND.